This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast presented to you by the Old City Sports Network. I'm your host, Chet. I'm joined with my co-hosts, Jacob, Tyler, and Wade. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. I know Futch was finishing a shift up at the Home Depot. How'd it go today? Uh, it was a busy day, busy Sunday. Uh, you were pulling uh, plants and pots around and dr- doing fantasy drafts on the forklift? No, no fantasy drafts. Uh, just go around. Thank God. So as long as as long as we stick to our schedule, no, I won't be drafting and doing my fantasy roster. And we have the future pro Baton Rouge Volleyball League All-Star with us today, Mr. Wade. Are you are you ready for your volleyball debut tomorrow? I am. I'm starting in the uh, second to lowest league and it's co ed. So ideally uh it'll go well and I can work my way up the ranks of um of beach volleyball, uh, maybe to the point where I wear a speedo and I'm playing in the top level. But. There we go. We'll, 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 you'll be able to tune in to wait on the Olympics uh, in the next couple of years when next summer Olympics rolls around. I mean, last time we played co-ed sports, we made it to the championship. So if that might bode good for you there, Wade. Yeah, Lisa and I are bringing that championship pedigree uh, from our softball days to the to the volleyball sand court. And um, we'll let you know how it goes. Team served hot. Monday nights served uh, love it. just love like those day. sonic french fries that's right <laughs> served top what uh is it, it's four people on the court at one time per team yep it's uh quads and you can play with any variation of guys and girls so some teams will have three guys and one girl uh we're going three girls and one guy um so any probably of the girls right up on the net i don't know any of the girls volleyball in high school or yeah two of them are playing um currently in three other leagues and they've played in previous seasons so um we're definitely the rookies but it is the second the lowest level so we all to be able to run through that it sounds like you got some all-stars on the team and then i know you've been practicing probably spiking (laughs) stuff over elise all week so oh yeah you'll have to but wait do you think uh you think some people are sandbagging just to get into the lower uh yeah, <laughs> with it being self-signups, definitely could be that way. I was a little bit more worried that I was like 
whatever the opposite of sandbagging is, like hyping <laughs> myself up because my coworker does this as well. And um, I didn't know at the time, but um, he plays in two levels above what we play in. And he's played for like four years and he talked about working his way up there. And I was like, yeah, I've never even been to the place, but uh, we're playing in the second to lowest level. And hopefully it just pans out. But um, I think it will be be the right level but yeah there's probably some guys that are just like looking for the easy dubs uh hanging down in the bottom feeder league <laughs> so yeah. how how is the league determined like um, what do you put in your previous experience playing volleyball or no, you, you, just, need to, you just pick one you just kind of self-rank um i mean no, it's there's definitely fun. some sandbaggers in there <laughs> yeah. yeah there's but gonna it, be some guys and girls that uh have experience with beach volleyball yeah, yeah, but then it's not as fun because you're just winning twenty-one nothing all the time. I, I looked at the scores; they're pretty competitive, and um, I don't know. Maybe once you do play, they keep a little record on you, but they don't know what B Wade Hamilton's about to bring oh, to Mango's I mean, Beach Volleyball. You're about to dominate out there. You got. <laughs> we're gonna have to get you like some sports scramble merch. Throw it on there if, if you're winning. If you're sucking, we're just not gonna. We're not gonna. I'm wearing it. a tank top for the first time in my life. So there you go. Get you a nice tank top. We can top slap tan. a logo on it. Yeah. We'll just slap a permanent tattoo and you can put yeah, it on Yeah, a little temporary right tattoo on, put on your right arm. Not temporary, big dog. This is permanent. This oh. is for life. Well, we change our logo every like three weeks. So I need you to <laughs> yeah. be sure that this change is the Change our colors, order. change our logo. Next, we're going to be like, <laughs> who knows? We're not even going to be the Sports Scramble podcast after that. <laughs> no. But speaking <laughs> of that, yeah, we do have a new logo. You can see it on our Twitter at Sports Scramble 4. We, uh, we, we still kept the SS, but mixed up the color scheme a little bit, uh, threw a nice little brand on there. Uh, I don't know. We might mess around with some hats or something. I was looking on, online, maybe get a hat or two for, for the boys. Um, but, you know, Wade, you're probably going to be pretty sore after volleyball, so you might need some CBD oil on those muscles. And if you go to bodycheckwellness.com and use promo code OCS, you'll get 25% off to help that nice – muscle recovery after your intense beach volleyball match as long as it doesn't put me in a fernando tati situation i'm good to go <laughs> what what a segue into <laughs> fernando tati's getting suspended is it 80 games uh, yeah it's 80 for, games for abusing the the ped situation in the M- mlb it seems like these young stars whenever they get hurt they just they get on the they start using some steroids and they, now now he's labeled a cheater He's out for what? How many games are rest in the left in the regular season? Not 45 80, or so. Not even 80. Yeah, so I guess he's just done for this year. Yeah, I mean, he's he done. hasn't played. So Well, he wasn't even considered healthy yet. He was on a rehab assignment. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I don't know if the clock should start yet. I feel like it should Maybe start. Maybe wait till like well, it starts year. it starts immediately and if the season ends for them, say they make the playoffs or whatever, the games are still counted, but at but the end of the season, it, it's going to re- it's still going to carry over into the start of next year. Yeah. So I guess the, however many games they play, it stops and then the count pauses until they start the next season. Right. And I think that as a part of the new collective bargaining agreement, that if you're suspended for steroids at the start of a season, um, you're ineligible to be on the playoff roster that season so I don't know if that will come into play next year because technically his suspension started this year but it's designed so that you can't get popped for steroids in like March or April and then come back and 
play, you know, when the season's on the line, a championship. Yeah, you're grabs. still all roided up still a little right. bit, some lingering effects. Um, well, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be something interesting to watch if it carries, since it will carry over to next year. It might just be when the season, like what season it was in, because then it's like, well, then what's the point of even having him on your team next year? Because he's, he's, he's got to come in, but he's not going to be able to help with the playoffs. And I saw the team owner saying he's he, they've lost a lot of trust in him, um, considering the whole injury, I think, was like a – I think he got hurt on a jet ski a or BMX something. Bike. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it was something, you know, just stupid. And hey, so it's they one were way upset. to stay under the luxury tax, though. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to pay him for a year and a half. This is all planned. This is this is all <laughs> conspiracy theory to get Juan Soto and then not have to pay Tatis. So. Well, keep in mind, Tatis is on a 14-year contract with San Diego. So that's a massive contract for for somebody who just got popped for performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. But I don't think he's too worried about it. Yeah, he's forfeiting all the money, but at the same time, he's making he's making so much money. They're still running commercials with them. I, I've seen probably five today. Uh, so, <laughs> and I'm like, well, this, they still got this guy on TV, even though I said, I don't remember A-Rod being on TV after he uh, got popped for PED or, you know. Who is, who's the most recent, like, big name player to get hit with it beside, before him? I mean, was it Barry Bonds or? No, it Robinson Cano being probably the yeah. most recent. Yeah. Nelson Cruz. Starling Marte. I mean, See, here's my thing. There's people that are doing it that have, like, there's really no reason to. I, I mean. Well, there was no reason for Tatis to do it. He's already, I mean, he's good enough. Maybe he's just feeling weak from his. I think he was trying to get wrist. back from injury as soon as possible, but yeah. that's still not an excuse. Yeah, he was out for a long period of time, and I just think that, I mean, we really don't know when he could have taken it or, you know, the last time. There's really no way to tell that that yet. That technology is not available. So, I mean, but it was sometime recent during his injury. So, I, I don't know if it was – I mean, the thing is is that the league has a list of drugs that are against league Oh, policy. it's not hard to find. I mean, it's no, I'm sure it's every single one of them know about it. Their agents know about it. And I was waiting for the policy to come out to be like, oh, I didn't understand that that was against the – the rules and I, I'm always I want to be aware of what's being put in my body blah 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 like they're always released whenever they get hit for doing this it's like you know what's in there well I, and I mean, the problem is is I wish some guys would just own up to it because he's he did quote saying that he unintentionally uh took it and I'm thinking unintentionally how do you hey hey Fernando take this injection into your arm real quick Oh, yeah. oh man! I didn't know you were going to stick. <laughs> it was, was a that? very interesting yeah. tale. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're going to do it and you're gonna, you're going to be out for the whole year, just own up to it and call yeah. it a day and take your take your eighty game suspension. Move on. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a little wild there. They really uh, shouldn't eat or take any medicines that aren't consulted with the team dietitian or the physicians. I mean, bro, just take some ibuprofen if your wrist is hurting. Like, come on, they man. make so much money, and then they don't have to pay for. Healthcare or food or physical yeah, I training. Think, I, I mean, this he, is like ruining his legacy too. Yeah. I mean, he's such a young guy with so much. I mean, he's got 14 years left, and now he's going to be. He's got this stigma on him that he used steroids, and I mean, who knows if he was using them last year when he had that amazing season, landed on cover of MLB The Show, where all the kids love him. Well, now he's get pop for PEDs. I yeah, think he could just get traded to the Yankees, and it would make it all good for me. <laughs> good God. Um, <laughs> No, I think it's 
I don't agree with a lot of what the MLB's done recently, especially with all the crap that happened in spring training and, and what happened. Uh, but I do think that they have a good system set up for for PEDs and, and the policy for it. Um, and I think, you know, to piggyback off of what Wade had said a minute ago, but the I think that a lot of these – I think the MLB should have a policy where – these players, if they're seen by a physician or a doctor outside of the affiliation of the MLB, I think they should be fined for it. I mean, it's provided for them in their contract. There is no point to go outside of that. It does no use. There's, I mean, that's there's no point unless you want some steroids. Right. That's about it. That's really the only reason to go. Yeah. So, but uh, it's it's a very unfortunate situation for such a young player, and I mean, they just got Juan Soto and. Uh, the other guy's name is Josh Bell. Is that his name? That, yep. Yeah. I mean, they were poised to make a run deep. I mean, they'll still and, make a run deep. Yeah. I mean, they were they were doing just fine without Fernando Tatis. So I would not expect the Padres to grab one of these three wild card spots and be in contention for a deep run the postseason, especially with the, you know, the Blake Snell is pretty much your leader in the clubhouse and pitcher rotation and that. With Josh Bell on Soto going there, I mean, I would not count this team out in the playoffs. I, well, Josh Bell isn't exactly your biggest bat in the lineup. I think he's more of a defensive first baseman than well, he's than got power else. still, so he can't. Yeah, he's got power, but I, I mean, he's got the. I I feel like Josh Bell has the Joey Gallo syndrome sometimes, <laughs> where it's like if he's gonna hit it, it's either a home run or a strikeout. You know, it, it, that's that's kind of what's gonna happen. But I I don't know. Yeah, I think. I think Blake Snell and then Joe Musgrove, I think, has yeah. been huge for them too, kind of in the background the whole time. But yeah. well, I was going to say, it gives the Padres shortstop, and I just looked up his name, and I don't even want to try pronouncing it because I'm going to butcher his first name. But I'm just going to say his last name, Mr. Kim. It gives him a, a chance to prove himself, and who knows, he might be taking over Tatis' spot, especially if the uh, front office is not too happy with him. So we'll see. But we'll go ahead and since – you know, that was a very long sponsor read. Uh, we'll go ahead and read off the other two. Uh, you can check out NorseBeards.com for all of your premium beard care. Um, I thought I ordered the sample pack. Forgot to click order. So I'm going to get that in here soon. Um, get this beard looking nice. I see Futch has got a little bit of scruff growing there. And Tyler likes to get that goatee going and the stash. I know Wade's going to have a thick, full beard for his wedding. He's going to have like one of them lumberjack He'll beards. He'll have a playoff going. beard if they make it to the playoffs. And they're there you go. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> if you make it to the playoffs at beach volleyball, you got to let the beard grow out just like we did for softball. That's right. But yeah, Wade's going to be hitting up Body Check Wellness. He's going to be hitting up NorseBeards.com using promo code OCS for 25% off that as well. And then, hey, Volleyball, you need some custom jerseys. Logaroo.co gets you a, an amazing custom jersey from the former AHL player Colin Mulvey. Uh, you just tell him that myself, Chet, sent you from Sports Scramble, and he'll hook you up with a good deal. All the links to all of our sponsors are below, and we appreciate all their support. Wouldn't be able to do it without them. But, okay, we hit the, the Fernando Tatis uh, subject. Some more sports drama I want to get into is in the golf world. But before we get into it, anybody play golf this weekend? I haven't asked it in a few weeks. I played Top Golf. How'd that go? Was it where you just bombing them over the over the nets? Okay, I learned a secret at Top Golf with the graphite shafts. Breaking news, everybody! Top Golf secret: If you swing the club remotely fast, you will slice the crap out of the ball. So if you swing as slow as you possibly can, you can consistently hit the back net with 
even a seven iron. Yeah, that's because they're <laughs> senior flex shafts. <laughs> they're made for people that swing super slow. And um, but shout out to Elise. She beat everyone at Top Golf. Um, because well, I have Elise as my partner in the she next. She is money whack. with the seven iron. She probably would have played better than me at the whack. So, <laughs> hey, I bet she wouldn't have hit that tree. That was some talent. That yeah, some talent. well, it was the perfect punch shot because the, I don't think you were getting it in the middle of the fairway from there. Yeah, it probably would have rolled into the other side of the fairway, oh, and then I would have been chipping on. out of the rough. Exactly. It, Maybe you, I need some senior shafts doing. and swing like fifty <laughs> miles per hour. Maybe so. Yeah. No. The uh, yeah, they're they're super flimsy shafts, so that way everybody can go out there and hit the back net. Uh, but like for people like us who use stiff shafts, swinging slower, you know get you good contact there and it'll just they'll just fly fly a mile that's why you see people bring their own clubs i'm not one of those guys who bring my own club to top golf uh, but i guess if you wanted to you that's could. too try hard for me i'm not gonna bring my own y'all club got on me when i brought golf. my glove yeah i thought that was pretty funny that showed <laughs> the glove in your hand. i mean i've i've literally had the club swing out of my hand at top golf and go into the middle of the fairway so <laughs> Okay, well, maybe, that. maybe Wade should continue to bring a glove. Maybe he should bring two gloves and, you know, like rain gloves just in case. I mean, I saw a guy show up one time with a full bag and a rangefinder. So, I mean, at least you didn't uh, take it that far. I did not wear a glove this time either, but they do have shot tracking now. So, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a course over by me, the Tour 18 course that has all the, you know, imitates all the cool, cool holes. They have the top tracer on their range. So you hook up to the app and it'll trace your shots uh, through their little satellite, their tracers out in the range. So that's kind of cool to see your, your distance you're hitting on the driving range. Uh, when I went, it was too cold and I don't think the software worked. So that kind of sucked. But I know, Tyler, you said before the show you were getting some backyard work in. Have, yeah. you, have you got your uh, hidden net yet? Or are you still working on that chip? No, I, I've been having my hidden net for like, okay, since, okay. like a month before the, the, the whack. So. The whack. The momentum from like my performance in the WAC is continuing, so I'm definitely pleased with how my game is going. Have you, have you ripping got... holes in the net? No. In your neighbor's house? No, not yet. <laughs> I did hit one. I did have a chip. I was like literally set up. The net was set up. I was like doing a pitching wedge. I chipped it over the house and into my front yard. I was like, well, I guess that wasn't supposed to happen. That was a dang good shot, so you got to be pleased with it. <laughs> so it went down <laughs> the chimney. You, yeah. you were a little too far back from the net. Got too much height there. I just yeah. went right over it. <laughs> Would have landed on the green if I was on the course, though. Yeah. My, uh, my coworker told me he was, he's been working on his chipping. He was in his backyard just, you know, chipping from side to side. And uh, he caught a little too much of one. And his neighbors putting a pool in. They had the concrete drying. There's now a golf ball stuck in the concrete at the bottom <laughs> of his awesome. neighbor's pool. Yeah, there is a lake, uh, too, in my backyard that I've, lost a couple of my golf balls too well buddy you got to get some scuba gear and get up in there and start, start yeah. getting those golf balls out it's still you gators start in there. yeah you, you might want to watch out <laughs> yeah there's some gators in there so i don't know if i want to do that all right fudge what are we what are we looking at for the sanderson farms classic Just, how's the game who looking knows. who knows right now um a lot going on so i haven't played since we've gone out so um goodness that was like two weeks ago yeah i hadn't played so i'm i'm a little rusty but uh yeah i hope i can start playing i start back classes here uh on tuesday so i i I don't know how much time i'll have but we'll we'll see i'll try to how many hours how many hours you taking this semester 
just 12. It's my oh, last. Well, you got, oh, you you got plenty fine. of time to go play it's golf. It's my last semester, so. Commit a day every week and go hit the links. Shoot, go every day. I mean, <laughs> you got plenty of time. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can make it. It'd be no problem. What we need to get, do is get you a sports scramble hat to wear for yes. your for your tournament. Well, yes. we, we ought to have them by then. And maybe we'll figure out a way to list them on the website. So, yeah, if you haven't seen our website, it's kind of a weird URL. I've just got the link tree on our Twitter page. So if you just go to our Twitter page, you can find it because it's like sportsscramblepod.wix.com or something <laughs> slash sportsscramble. Uh, but Tyler's been hitting us up with the daily articles. He just broke down LSU's season or yeah. the, their future season. Yep. Didn't totally agree. I figured we'd be going fifteen and zero with a national championship, and you had us at like eight and four. But I forgive you. We'll see also, broke down uh, Mississippi State and Tennessee on there as well. Okay, I, I haven't seen that to them to as well. So go check it out if you haven't seen them on our website for sure. Yeah, you, you can hit the uh, link tree at the bottom of our little show notes, and it'll take you to to the website. But back to the golf. This is what I was going to say. We had the Saint. Jude Championship, first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs, end in a three-way or a three-hole playoff, excuse me, with Willie Z finally getting it done. He has been chasing his first PGA Tour win. And what a time, except for the playoffs, where it gained him, I believe, 2,000 FedEx Cup points. And he is now sitting in first place with Scotty Scheffler not far behind after missing the cut. So not a great performance from Scotty. Uh, but he's only about 90 points behind Willie Z in the uh, playoff race going into next week's BMW Championship. But Will Zalatoris and Mr. Sepp Straka brought it down wire to wire. Sepp was leading, mm-hmm. uh, I think, the Saturday morning he took the lead. And I think that, uh, what is his name, J.J. Spawn, maybe, if I remember yep. correctly, was correct. leading Saturday evening. Um, and then Sepp just came out firing him and Willie Z were just firing on all cylinders and took it to a to a three three hole playoff. Tyler, tell me about this the playoff hole where it it, it looked like it landed on the green, rolled back, kicked around on the rocks, and just managed to stay afloat and didn't get wet. What did you see out there? Yeah, that was the most insane bounce. I've saw so many insane bounces on that three hole playoff. I think that's like the best playoff that I ever watched. I know that there's so many playoff that has happened, but all I got to say is what are they going to say now about Willie's he's putting this man yep. finally got it done. And I hate that I didn't put a bet on him, but I know our guys over there at plus money golf put some money on him. So good for them again. Yeah. He was a uh, plus 2,200 odds. And I sent y'all a tweet. Somebody put, let me pull it up real quick to get the correct amount. They put 15,000 on Willie Z to win yep. the tournament on Thursday. He cashed three hundred and forty-five grand. So, come on, guys, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm sure we could scrounge up fifteen grand to put on Bill Zalatoris. Like, what are we oh, doing? Yeah. Let me uh, just get it. Let me go back. into my vault real quick and see if I can find that laying around somewhere. That's a that's a pretty ballsy bet on just a winner, not even like a top five yeah, or a top no. ten to win. But I if mean, you're gonna go all in, you got to go pick the winner. You can't just do top five. Yeah, but I guess if you got fifteen grand to bet on a golf yeah, tournament, it's it's just chump change to you at that point. So, or somebody was sitting there sweating it out all weekend because he just bet the house on Will's Alatoris. But you know, of course, the the tournament was not brought without controversy this week. Um, and actually, there was a few headlines from Cam Smith. We all know the rumors with him going to Live Golf. Uh, supposedly offered a hundred million dollars, and he 
just had no comment during the uh, during the pressers. But I think it's pretty much assumed as soon as the playoffs are over, there's going to be a max exodus from the PGA Tour to the Live Tour, and Cam Smith will probably be one of the headliners. But it's probably the best thing for the PGA Tour that he wasn't able to get it done today. And actually, he woke up this morning thinking he had a two-stroke lower score than he actually did. I, I was reading uh, before the show started, he was hit with a two-stroke penalty this morning because he dropped in the wrong spot after hitting his ball into a hazard. He was supposed to drop behind the red line. He dropped on the red line. <laughs> but from the camera angles, you couldn't really tell. And they actually had an official re-watching the tournament, which how much of a golf nut do you have to be at after refing the tournament to then go on that night and watch it again to see what happened from all angles. Um, he was like, that doesn't look right. looks like he dropped it on the red line. So the head official called Cam Smith into his office like, hey, this is the video. You tell me what happened. We'll believe you. He said, yep, you caught me. Dropped it on the red line. I hope nobody would notice. So he owned up to it and said, hey, that's golf. It's the rules. So I big on him, I guess, to just, you know, not fight it. He just, yep, that's my penalty and just go on. So, but uh, I thought that was, I've never really seen that. And it was a delayed penalty, which was kind of interesting. Maybe the tour had that plan so they he wouldn't win. They tried to hit him on the last day because it would have just been absolute chaos if, if a supposed next live guy wins the FedEx Cup. Because, I mean, he would have been in first place and probably – would have been starting at 10 under. So, I mean, Fletch, what, what's your take on this with, with Cam Smith possibly well, going to live tour? Um, I don't know. I, I think um, if he wants to go, he can go. You've seen kind of, I guess, the reaction by some of the other guys on tour um, with Scotty Scheffler. Uh, that was a great video of Scotty walking. Yeah, around. that was uh, him walking in front of his line. Is it? I guess it's what technically is a line because he was behind the the yeah. ball marker. But yeah, that was a that lit the golf world on fire on Friday. People were not very happy with that. But yeah, I, I it think was, it was accidental. But who knows? I th- I thought it was good though. I, it's it's good competition. I mean, the problem is everybody's so straight laced, and it, it's like it, some of these guys just want to get out there and relax and and have a good time. I mean, both guys are huge money leaders um this year so i mean it's not like they haven't done anything this year and they're frustrated it's you know i I think that if cameron smith wants to move on he can move on i I just i think it's too early for something like that to happen for somebody i don't see I, i just don't see the benefit um personally like with these people's brands i mean a lot of people especially you know in other sports it's about the brand that they're building for themselves and everything i mean that's what we're seeing with you know all the nil deals in college it's all about building your personal brand yeah and you know these guys go and basically destroy their personal brand by going to well they destroy it in camp smith's uh position he destroys it for a hundred million dollars that's a lot of money to destroy a true personal brand true and you know if he wants to do that because he has the capability to do it, sure, go ahead. I mean, I, I, do whatever you want. I mean, I think that the guys that are out there battling every week for the PGA Tour, I have much more respect for them uh, than I do any for any of the guys on Live. I just I feel like that's better competition, and it's not four guys playing a team round. I mean, it, I know that people like Bobby Jones and and – you know, the grades that were before them are rolling in their graves going, yeah. what is this? <laughs> so, I mean, I just, 
Yeah, I think the PJ Tour, have they done everything right recently? No, but at the same time, I, I can't fault them too much. I will say Jay Monahan was probably extremely pleased with the scene that was playing out there in Memphis this afternoon with the three-hole playoff. People hammered. There's no no shoes on, barefoot, just like a big old tailgate going on at this golf tournament. Let me tournament. tell you what. Let me tell you what. They do it right in Memphis. Well, that's my. Oh yeah, that's, that's my original hometown. So. That's your roots, there, folks. Yes. You out here with the Memphis barbecue M town, baby. Shout yes. out to Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've been on that course a couple of times. I've never played it, but um, I, I would love to play it. But I think it's good that there's a a playoff event there. I mean, it never used to be a playoff event. Um, and I think it was really good for for them and that's a beautiful golf course i mean it's probably one of the nicest i've ever seen before and it's pretty a wild design uh looks nothing like like memphis (laughs) (laughs) well i know a little bit about memphis considering i spent six hours in the memphis airport one day so that was an interesting time good fun right there (laughs) yeah great time i rode back and forth on the walking escalator just to kill some time (laughs) we did it for about an hour Lyndon and i Lyndon would walk and I would get on the escalator. We would race to see who could get to the other side faster. And then we tried him running and me walking backwards to see which one got us there. So we had, we had some time to kill. Uh, But the, you know, like you said, the, the tour players that were originally like, Hey, you know, they're going to the left tour, whatever, do what they want to do. We're still friends with the guys. They're kind of changing that narrative now because I think they're seeing this lawsuit that just played out to allow, uh, Matthew Wolf and a few other people play in the FedEx Cup. Uh, they were denied by the judge. It was kind of back and forth. They didn't know which way the judge would swing. Um, she could not pronounce Phil Mickelson's name, though. I think she kept saying Mixon or Mickle and, like, all this Joe stuff. Joe Mixon so. plays golf? Yeah. <laughs> he sure could hit, hit, hit a ball uh, pretty far. Uh, but they, uh, I think because Rory and Scotty both came out and they were pretty annoyed with what was going on with, with the uh, sideshow, as Rory called it. Um, but it's gonna, I mean, the lawsuit is set to go into trial next year, like next September. So this whole drawn out process, is just going to pull money away from the tour. And it's going to pull money from what the players have been kind of pushing for. It's the higher purses because it's all got to come from somewhere. So, I mean, I think it'll, in the end, it's going to hurt the, the players themselves because they go from, yeah, I don't really care what, you know, Cam Smith or DJ's doing no big deal. They go make that money, get their bag, no, whatever. But now they're suing their employer, and then it's going to hurt their livelihood. I think you're going to see a lot more tour players speak up. And there's probably going to be a little bit of a, a lot of players leave after uh, this, which, this uh, the playoffs end. So some interesting stuff to, to look forward to. I think – and I also think that, you know, talking about Rory, you know, he's close to that career Grand Slam. I think if he does make the career Grand Slam in the next year and Liv does survive – for the next few years, uh, as much as Rory talks about it, I think Rory goes to live if he hits the career grand slam. Hot take right what there. Else, what else is for them for him to do in in the PGA Tour? I mean, let's be I, honest. Shoot, the PGA Tour would probably just pay him extra to retire and not go to live golf. I just, who knows? I don't know if you're matching the the Saudi money, but uh, they, if you lose Rory, you're uh, you're in trouble. That's like losing Tiger or something at at that level. Um, but something else to look forward to would be the NFL season kicking off here in two weeks. And I know Tyler's got his hands to the sky. He's praising the Lord and he's ready for some football. Thank God. Terry Underwood over here. Live anymore. The AFC <laughs> North, baby. And the yeah. NFC North. Let's go. The so last week we broke down the NFC and AFC East. This week we are 
bringing you the NFC and AFC North. Uh, so let's start with the NFC with the Bears, Lions, Packers, and Vikings. A little Kendrick Lamar song right there. Hit it, hit it, Wade. What do you think is going to happen in the NFC North? The Bears are going to get last. Okay. Um, I was about that's about to say, say hold up. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This division is a little bit more, uh, I don't know, like, there's opportunity to take the crown from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, for sure. I think the Minnesota Vikings kind of underperform every season, so I'm hesitant to say this could be their year. Um, I really think that, that Aaron Rodgers is tough to beat, and Green Bay will remain on top in this division, but it will be one of the, I wouldn't say weaker divisions, but I don't think you're going to see a one or a two seed come out of this division. I think that... Um, yeah, like we've seen in the past with the Packers. Yeah. yeah, I think the Packers are just a fundamentally good football team. Probably have the most talent overall in their roster. The Lions won't be nearly as bad as they've been in previous years. I think they're starting to kind of turn the corner a little bit. Um, but I think it'll take them... Um, probably we'll start to see some improvements out of them towards midseason. Once they get Jameson Williams back, uh, he'll start the year on the the physically unable to play list. And um, yeah, I mean, I think Chicago's kind of out the picture. So Green Bay by default, nothing too much to talk about. Uh, maybe one of the other guys here has a, a hot take for us. Have, have any of y'all been watching the hard knocks with the Lions? I have not, I have but not. I have seen little clips. I do have HBO now. So. Dan yeah. Campbell, I mean, that man, man's a character himself and Jamal Williams as well. So I'm yeah, sure that, that show is going through the roof and ratings. Yeah, I forgot that I have. Is it on HBO Max or just? I, I believe so. Yeah, okay. it's on HBO Max. I have uh, HBO Max, so I'm gonna have to to check it out. I've, I've always wanted to watch the Hard Knocks, and I just never had HBO. Uh, but now that I've got it, I might have to check it out because I've seen clips. It looks pretty interesting. With the who was it uh, singing Billy Jean in the front? And they were like throwing the shirt around. And the guy, yeah, guy caught it like without even looking. It, that was going around Twitter for a little bit. Uh, but all right, Tyler, what, what's, what's your take on the NFC? All right, so I decided to do a schedule by schedule. Well, I forgot to do the AFC North. I don't know how I did that. Wow. So, <laughs> I was, I was fantasy fantasy corner revoked. You lose your privileges. <laughs> uh, but starting at the bottom, I have the Chicago Bears. So this should be no surprise. I mean, I feel like Justin Fields will have improvements in his sophomore year, but the weapons there, I mean, there's Darnell Mooney and pretty much no one else after that. I mean, they have Cole Komet at tight end and obviously David Montgomery. The defense is just awful. I have them finishing last at 6-11. and 11. The Detroit Lions, I think, are going to be one of those sneaky teams that might sneak in into a, one of these wild card spots. I just feel like that they're, they're going to make a jump this year. I think that DeAndre Swift I already said in our fantasy football corner that he's going to have a breakout year. The defense with Aiden Hutchinson should have improvements. They were terrible last year, so hopefully um, they're still a young defense. It's going to need some time, but I have the Lions finishing at 7-10. and 10. So I do have them missing the playoffs, but I think that they're one more year away. And I think this is going to come down to the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. A part of me just thinks that this is going to be Minnesota's year. I mean, just – I mean, they have the talent on the offense. I mean, we like to rag about Kirk Cousins, but he has a ton of weapons. He gets it done. Yeah, he gets gets the job done. He has a ton of weapons. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. The defense is going to be better, especially with guys coming back like Daniel Hunter. 
And then uh, you can't forget about Pat Pete. I mean, I know he's getting up there in age, but he's still the Pat Pete of old. So uh, in Green Bay, on the other hand, you, you do lose Devontae Adams. So the wide receiver depth is in question. But Romeo Dubs is a guy that's really been – sparking in this preseason game uh but i still think that offense is still going to do good i think that aaron Rodgers might have a little bit of regression uh this season just because he doesn't have his star receiver in adam so he'll just be throwing it to lazard and i was saying he gets to throw it to lazard the future hall of famer how, <laughs> well, well, how do you think that's going to slow him down and then you just can't count out Green Bay's defense. I think they're, they're going to be one of the best defenses in the league. So I think it's going to be a close race, though. But I have the Green Bay Packers ultimately winning the division at 11-6 and, and the Vikings at 10-7. and seven. Okay, okay. All right, Futch, what's your take on here? Um, I kind of agree with you all for the most part. Um, I I don't know. I, I Yeah, I think Green Bay, first and foremost, will probably win the division. Um, I think it's probably going to be close between them and Minnesota. I know that those games there, especially those two teams, they like to duke it out. And it doesn't matter how bad one of the teams is or how good the other team is. It's always a close game. Um, I, I've got Green Bay finishing um, with a 10-win season at least this year. Um, and the Vikings right behind them. I think Detroit will probably finish third in the, the division. Um, and I've got Chicago finishing last. They're just too young, and they've lost a lot of key pieces on offense and defense. So I, I think that uh, their last standing piece that they had was Allen Robinson, and he is gone now. So I I, I think that uh, Chicago is going to live in, in the depths of, of H-E double hockey sticks, kind of like uh, Detroit has been living in. So I, I think uh, I think Detroit's on on – the uphill climb, um, like you said, Chet, but I, I think they're still a few years away from from competing with Minnesota and, and Green Bay for that division. Yeah, I uh, I'll go a little different than y'all. Y'all also the Packers. I'm going with Minnesota. I think it's I think it's their year. Yeah, like like you said, Tyler Kirk Cousins, he, he gets the job done. Yeah. He's just got too much talent. with old Jay Jet is over there, and the defense is looking up. So I think especially with the gritty getting added to Madden 23, I mean, he's going to be – Jettis is going to be gritty and all over the field. So I'd like to see – Yeah, number one pick, baby, Justin Jefferson. Let's go. We'll get to that in a second. I have more (laughs) thoughts on that, but yeah. So, all right, well, let's swing it down to the AFC North. I guess not swing it too far down. (laughs) With With the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers. We'll mix it up. Tyler, you go first. Oh, obviously, last place is going to be the Cleveland Browns. Uh, just mission to sign Watson for six games is going to hurt them. I mean, the offense, Amari Cooper there, once Deshaun gets back, it's just going to be too late. I just think that like teams like the Baltimore Ravens and the Bengals are going to get themselves ahead. I have third place going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's probably going to be Money Mitch to run the show. He got most of the first uh, reps in the first precinct game for the Steelers, but Kenny Pickett looked good. Uh, but I just think that they're going to need – I don't know. The Steelers, it's just a wild card team for me. It's just too much of a question mark to say that, that they have the pieces uh, to win it this year. So it's going to be between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. And a lot of people saying there's stats behind it, saying that if you lose the Super Bowl the previous season that you're going to have an awful season. But, I mean, the way that this the Cincinnati Bengals, they revamped this offensive line. I mean, the talent is there you have. I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boards, your receivers, and then your defense is 
solid at every position. I know we rag about Eli Apple. We know that we hate him. Solid at every position besides slot corner. Where <laughs> and then the Baltimore Ravens. I just have a feel on that. I mean, last year was just filled with injuries. That as long as they're healthy, that they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. So, but in the end, got to go with my boy Joe, Joey B and go with the Cincinnati Bengals taking the AFC North. But it's going to be like close. It. Baltimore Lamar Jackson is going to have an insane year. That's going to be a rivalry for yep. years to come with the Bengals and the Ravens as yep. long as everybody stays healthy. I mean, Joey B recovering from the appendix surgery three weeks ago, <laughs> already on the field throwing. I mean, he's Joe Shiesty. You can't bet against the man uh, unless, you know, you picked uh, the Rams in the Super Bowl. But, uh, all right, Fudge, what do you got for us? Um, I'm going to agree with Tyler. I think Cincinnati will probably take the division. Uh, right behind them, I've got the Steelers. I've got Pittsburgh just over see. Baltimore, uh, just probably by a game or two. Y'all are talking about Cincinnati and Baltimore being a rivalry, but the rivalry that's been for years is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just always a great game. Going back to Vontez Burfecht and that hit. <laughs> well, no, that was that was Cincinnati and, and Pittsburgh. But. Yeah, that's when Juju laid them out for, yeah, the, yeah. for yeah. the blind side. Yeah, but – yeah, Baltimore and Pittsburgh uh, definitely have it in for each other. So I, I think uh, it it's going to be close. I think this is probably the most competitive division um, with three of the four teams, at least, uh, outside of the AFC West. Um, I think that's probably the, the most competitive. That's going to be hard to predict that yeah. whenever we get to that division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I've got, uh, I've got Cincinnati one there. Uh, I do believe in in the Joey B effect. So in two, I've got Pittsburgh. I think that uh, I think Trubisky starts the season, but I think Pickett finishes it. Um, I think that it's probably going to be time for some younger blood to come in and, and finish the job. I think that um, I know Mitch isn't old, but he, he's he's proven that he's not the greatest quarterback in the league, and that he's mediocre and so I think that it's uh it's time for Pittsburgh to go young now especially with Big Ben leaving uh and then uh Baltimore I just I I don't know I I, it's a toss-up because if you've looked they've actually traded a lot of key pieces away as well um they've decided to go young they even traded a lot of their young guys away. I know that we looked at Hollywood Brown and we were like, man, this could be a guy that, that could be a big piece for them and, you know, not to be. So I, I just, I think it's, it's the Lamar Jackson show there. Um, and if Harbaugh wants to go with the Lamar Jackson show, I it's, there's only so much one guy can do um, no matter, no matter what. So, I mean, uh, I think Baltimore finishes third and Cleveland last. I just don't, I don't think so. It's they had a better shot with Baker there than than what they've got now, especially with Deshaun out. Yeah, uh, that, for long term. I'm surprised they let Deshaun play in the preseason game. I figured they'd be getting Jacoby yeah, Brissett was, some reps. So I was kind of surprised by that, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know what Cleveland thinks is going on. I don't. I don't think they know. I think they're just kind of ignoring the obvious at this point. Yeah, I, I think that. They realized that, sure, Deshaun was a great idea at some point in time on paper. Yeah, sure, his stats are great and everything. But if he's not playing, then what What are you going to do? I mean... You're just going to write him a big fat check is what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, Brissett's going to be your starter. Not, no, he's not a bad starter. I think him and 
and Mitchell Trubisky are on the same level, if you want me to be honest. Uh, I don't think either one of them are, are going to carry anybody to an AFC North championship. So I, that's that's kind of my take on it. So I think Cincinnati's seen a lot this last year, and uh, they're on the rise. I think them and Pittsburgh are going to be two teams battle it out for the next few years. I mean, nothing hurts than losing a championship game. So you know they're going to have that fire coming out. Uh, all right, Wade, what do we got from uh, Freddie's Corner? No surprises. Um, pretty much agree with, with y'all. Um, I think that Cleveland falls down to the bottom of this division just because by the time Deshaun Watson presumably comes back, he's lost the locker room, and the franchise would probably be better off just losing a lot of football games this year and coming back better and stronger next year through the draft and free agency. Um, I think Deshaun Watson will have some very productive years in Cleveland and this whole signing won't be viewed as a complete bust, but it looks really rough in the interim. Um, And then I think Pittsburgh's in slightly better shape just because of coaching and where their team's at. But they're young in a lot of positions and too old in some positions. So I don't really know what the direction is for the Steelers, but in this tough division, I don't see them placing higher than third. Um, I think Baltimore is going to be very good this year. I think Baltimore could contend with Cincinnati for the title. But Cincinnati absolutely owned the Ravens last season, um, beating them both home and away. Uh, So... I'm going to give the edge to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and the, the guys in stripes. So, um, Especially with those new unis that had the white bangle coming yeah, out. Like, come on, good. man. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, probably about an 11-6 and six season in the cards for the Bengals, maybe 10-7 and seven for the Ravens. And then Steelers, you know, knowing history, they'll hang right around 500. And then Cleveland, eh, it could get pretty ugly. Probably going to go like 5-12. and 12. Five wins. They'll uh, maybe the only wins they might have is when Jacoby Brissett's quarterback and just Sean comes back and it just falls off. Because who knows? Hey, imagine, anybody... imagine Cleveland starts six and zero oh with with Brissett. Could you imagine? And then would you switch to Deshaun Watson? I mean, if you're six and zero, oh, would you even let him play? They'll still put him on the bench. Yeah, they'll still put in Deshaun even if they're Brissett's done it before. Oh. Yeah, Brissett did it. Started four and zero oh with the Patriots, and then they pulled him and put Brady in after a suspension. For Deflate Gate, it's a little yeah. different. Yeah, I was saying yeah, Tom Brady and Deshaun I mean, Watson. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Yeah. Brady. <laughs> yeah, it will be something interesting to see. Uh, my pick. I mean, I think all y'all know who I'm picking. I'm going with the team whose last night I had a dream and I had dinner with the quarterback. Me and Deshaun Watson, baby. Let's roll, oh, Cleveland. Okay. No, I'm joking. It was me and jo- I had a dream that well, I was no longer steak. on the Browns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't pick Cleveland anymore. <laughs> I had a dream. Me, Big Mike, and Joey B were sitting there eating steak at a steak restaurant in Houston. I don't know where it came from, but I manifested it. And that's going to be us after they win another the Super Bowl this year. He's going to come on the Sports Scramble podcast. We're going to have a nice steak. We'll probably have to pay for it just to have him on the show. But I think we could, we could throw a couple hundred bucks at a dinner to get Joey B on the podcast. Maybe hey, sure? NASCAR Neil. Are you hey. sure? NASCAR you Neil sure? does have his phone number. So, Chad, are you sure that? Big Mike and Joey B weren't having dinner, and you were just the bus boy. Uh, that's probably <laughs> probably the better better probably what happened. Probably I'm looking at his signature right there on my win bar. I know Big Mike could, could probably hook us up. So, with our uh, NFC and AFC North takes, what what are we doing next week? Y'all feeling the South, or we want to yeah, say that till we last? Probably week? roll with the South next week. All, All right. 
last. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll we got to keep the West, West last. last. Those are two stacked divisions. Yeah, tune in next week. We'll get you the NFC and AFC South. Um, all right, throwing it into Tyler's fantasy football corner. We're doing things a little different. He's gone through all the position groups, and Tyler has asked the three of us to come up with a few questions for him to ask. I also have a some... question for you as well. Okay, so for some. I don't fantasy... know if you want it first. Do you want me to ask the all the question, or you want? I, we'll ask you the question. We're we'll gonna right. ask for your best fantasy football tips. I'll go ahead and kick it off. I've only got one question for you. What backup quarterback should I draft? Hmm. You know, everybody you know gets the starter, but the backup's got to come in I know and perform for that one week. It's got to be Matthew Stafford for me. Oh, uh, no. He's uh, a you starter. think he falls out of the uh, top eight? He's a starter. I, I think so. I mean, I've been I've been doing mock drafts, and he's been like the quarter. He's well, been like my backup. Like, I drafted like Jalen Hurts and have Matthew Stafford. This was an eight-team league, so I'm not saying like the computer. Yeah, most people don't play eight-team yeah. leagues as a thing. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Your backup – well, I don't know. Maybe like a guy like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr could be your backup as well. Those could be three guys. I would Daniel roll with. Jones. Well, no, not Daniel. <laughs> From last week, you would have thought he was. That's what Daniel I thought Jones. he was going to say. No, I, no. <laughs> I, no, I'm not even going to get to that. I mean, Daniel Jones is an <laughs> average quarterback. <laughs> I like the Kirk Cousins and the Derek Carr because they got the superstars around them. Yeah, yeah, they got the weapons, so that, that's definitely. But a, a sleeper good for me, value. backup would be Trevor Lawrence. I think that offense is going to take off this season. Hey, shout out Tim Jones with four yeah. catches in the preseason game, representing St. Patrick's for the one year he went there. Oh, uh, but okay, all right. I like the answer. I'll keep those those guys in mind. Will come, you know, after I get my starting quarterback. Wait, yeah, what, think- you, what you got for Tyler? All right, Tyler. Okay. Which which rookie running back? are you most impressed with? I know we kind of touched on this uh, when we did our running back rankings, but is there anybody through preseason rumors that has stood out to you? Stood out to me. I've been high on this guy since his Iowa State days, and that's Brees Hall. I mean, Michael Carter had a phenomenal rookie season. Don't get me wrong on that. But if the Jets are going to spend, I think, what was he, a first-round draft pick? If he's, I think top of the second. Yeah, if he's top of the second draft pick, I mean, they're going to use him. He's going to be his RB1. And uh, the Zach Wilson injury, I think he's going to be out for two to four weeks. I don't think that's really going to have an effect in that. It doesn't really matter if he's a quarterback. They're just going to be uh, a run-first offense, I would have to say. And then Brees Hall, especially if you're playing like in like we are, the half PPR, he – you saw what he did at Iowa State. I mean, that man was just a monster coming out of the backfield. He can just pretty much do anything. So, Brees Hall is a name that I would be drafting for rookie. I mean, rookies are definitely going to be – I don't know. I usually don't draft rookies, but if that had to be one of them, it would be Brees Hall for sure. It's usually tough to draft a rookie. Yeah. Maybe pick them up a few weeks into the season once they start performing and well. And if you want, like – to handcuff so it would be Tyler Algier I'm hearing some good things he's the Falcons backup running back Cordell Patterson's their RB1 but Algier he's a BYU running back he's pretty much the same deal he can catch and pass so he might be uh their third bound third down running back and then Rashad White is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers he's a rookie running back out of Arizona State so if Leonard Fournette ever gets hurt he would automatically I mean, especially if you have Brady as your quarterback and that Buccaneers offense, Rashad White could be a, a top 10 back. I like it. All right, Fletch, what you got for the man? All right, I got a, I got a tough question for you, Todd. Oh, geez. Uh, my tough question is, is who's a – you know, you get late in the draft and, and you need a good value 
you know, pickup, especially at flex. Who's a good value flex guy to fill in there? It's a late round. I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony. I, that, I had him on my uh, team last year. He got hurt, but the chemistry that he built with Daniel Jones, honestly, I would draft all the Giants wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony. I just think that, I mean, Daniel Jones is a quarterback. I get that. I even say that Saquon, but I'm hearing good things about Saquon. So I'm going to get my hopes up again and p- p- pick the man. And hopefully it has a – but I think another guy, he's in the middle rounds, would be Al Robinson, the, the Rams wide receiver. I'm hearing really, really good reports. I think that the Rams are going to use him as wide receiver too uh, behind Cooper Cup. Speaking of trying to think of some running backs – Usually, like a guy like AJ Dillon's in there in the middle rounds, and then Ramondre Stevenson, the Patriots running back. That's a guy that I'm high on. I I know it's like it's pretty much Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. It's not. It's like running back one, running back one a. So Ramondre Stevenson's a better pass catcher and the better runner in my eyes. So I think that the Patriots use them more than they did against Damian Harris. Damian Harris had less rushing yards than him last season. Damian Harris, though, had more touchdowns. So I think that's going to be the exact opposite heading into this year. I will say none of us have any excuse to finish less than top four in our fantasy yeah. football league this year, <laughs> especially with all the insight we're getting from Tyler. Uh, what about – is Starling Shepard still on the Giants? I'm, no. I'm I'm not certain, but if he is, I'm just really high on this Giants offense. So something about a new, new – No more Jason Garrett. It's a whole new look. I just think that – I mean – Looking at, like, with Minnesota, they're going to be a new offense as well. So I just think that Minnesota is probably going to be more of a pass-heavy offense. And then same with uh, the Giants, they're going to be a pass offense, especially if Saquon ever goes down. Yeah. Sterling Shepard is still on the Giants. Okay. I pick him up every year, either late in the draft or in free agency, and he screws me. Every game I put him in, he's sitting on my bench. Dude has two touchdowns and like 100 yards receiving. Oh, you know what? Let's try him next week. Half a point. Like, does it like catches one ball? Like, it's just I. So I stay far away from him this year. Uh, do y'all have any other questions for the for the fantasy football expert, or we're we gonna let him ask us a question? Hit us. Yeah. All right. Hit us with it, Tyler. So my question is, I just want to know, like, what are you, what are y'all thinking of the? This is like a two part question. So, what players are you targeting, especially Chet? I think is the first overall pick. Wade is. Oh, he's taking inventory. Is what? He's no, doing. no. I, I, just want to, I just want to, you know, get. I know I'm not taking inventory. That's not <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, Wade's the fifth pick, and Jacobs the two pick, and then the second part of that. What do you think is the best draft strategy? Is it going, you know, running back, receiver? Or is it running back, running back, or another way? What do y'all think? I think well, – I guess I'll go ahead and give you my number one pick. Um, and I'll also give you a little insight. Just have to be, you know, who you're going to pick. Well, I'm going to show – I don't know if y'all can see this on the screen, but <laughs> going Jonathan Taylor, number one, and my team name is going to be TaylorMade with the oh, TaylorMade logo. The All right. So yeah, he's it's already, already queued up. It's going to be pretty in, legit. I guess. So, yeah, definitely Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Quarterback-wise – I'm thinking I could steal Joey B later in the draft. Um, I feel like he's got so many weapons that last year he was ups and downs. Um, didn't you know he was struggling a little bit towards the beginning of the season and turned it on late. I think he's going to come back firing on all cylinders this year. Um, let's see another like a number two running back. Uh, I had somebody in mind the other day. 
man. I don't know. Maybe it'll come back to me. But I think a defensive player, just uh, I got. I don't know if we talked about this on on last week's show, but this year we've decided to add a defensive player onto our lineup to try to spice things up a little bit. Um, obvious answer is Micah Parsons. I mean, just mm-hmm. an all around. You better middle hope linebacker. that Jacob is on pick in front of you because he's. What about be Devin gone. White? I was what that's where I was getting to the other good linebackers <laughs> Devin White Demario Davis I mean even like anyone on the state's defensive <laughs> line uh but I feel like for a defensive player you got to go middle linebacker and of yeah. course the kicker I mean Justin Tucker all day baby or Mr uh what's his name that I always draft from the Falcons uh Young Mr. Ho you got to go Young Ho Yes, he uh, he's Mr. Automatic. They're going to be and kicking a lot of field goals in Atlanta, that's for sure. For sure. So if if Mr. Young Ho is still there in the last round, I am taking him a hundred. Chet needs Doran Korean. Yeah, well, that's just that's his nickname for me. So that's what I name my teams after. That's, that's he's my man. So all right, who who are y'all taking? Please, whatever you do, please don't name your name your team after Young Ho. That is probably not the best idea. You're getting older, and they're getting <laughs> jeez. That's why it's gonna be tailor made. Okay, we're, we're going like tailor made with John. I like that brand name. Nice so, logo you got. Definitely works. Since uh, totally didn't steal that from a TikTok. But. <laughs> Since Chet's gonna go. Uh... With the who are you going with first? Jonathan Taylor. Since you're going with Jonathan Taylor first. Oh no, I'm going with uh Justin Jefferson first. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, if you're gonna go with Jonathan Taylor, then I'll take JJ just off your hands there. Uh I'll probably my stra- I'll probably go wide receiver running back. Um I don't know if Joe Mixon will still be on the board, but that's probably if he, my- you're taking Joe like, Mixon at number two? Yeah, if you're taking <laughs> No, no. He's, he's talking about the second round. Oh, he's okay. about the like Joe, Mix, Joe Mixon at number two? Are you? Have you no. lost your mind? No. no. So, I mean, I'll have a late second round pick. So, I mean, I I don't know what will be available. I'll probably go running back and just try to go as high as I can on the board as far as running backs go. But, yeah, I just – it's probably my strat. I just – I didn't have enough skill players on my team last year. Um I had good, I had good kicking, good defense, uh, good quarterback <laughs> play, but I had no receivers. play with Andrews too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, to, I had no receivers and no running backs, and that basically lost me all of my games. I mean, I was losing fifty point games and some some games because I just didn't have anybody that could run the ball. Fifty points too. I feel you on that one yeah, that much. Yeah. Well, I I yeah. traded you Jay Jettis, and then you go and trade Didn't him. You trade him a Swift again. too. Huh? I thought you had Swift too. As no, well. he had Swift Futch traded me DeAndre Swift and Justin Jefferson for I don't know who I, I forget who it was. Probably. Um, and then me trading Jefferson and <laughs> who else was in that deal? Jefferson should not be traded twice in one season. This is why it's, I don't trade with y'all. Bad. This is why my trade partner will always be Wade. That's why. Yeah, yeah here's my. All the trades have been even. Year. He got uh, Hollywood Brown last year, and I had Damian Harris. It worked out for both parts. Pretty, Here's pretty my t- trade plan this year. It's not happening. You can offer me whatever you want. I am not trading a single <laughs> player on my team. So not trading okay. draft picks either. <laughs> no, nothing. Well, I'm gonna. You, uh, oh, oh, 
I'm going to trade draft picks this year. Y'all are going to y'all are going to get swamped this season. No, I'm, I'm staying put. I want I want back to back picks the whole way. So no one, you're not getting nothing from me. That's that's one thing I like. I mean, first pick obviously, but then so I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor number one, and then I think what I'm going to do in the second round is I'll have back to back picks at the end of the round. So I'll probably take. I do have a strategy. Running back, that. running back, wide receiver there, and try to pick up because it hurts. Take I'm. Probably going to lose out on the top wide receivers considering I don't pick for another 18 picks after I pick the first pick or 17 picks after I take my first pick. So I'm going to lose out on some talent, but I think I'll be able to pick up a pretty good wide receiver one and then an RB2 right there. So, okay. and that that's the thing that's hurt me has been my running backs the yeah. past few years. I had Derrick Henry and then he gets hurt and then I had nobody. So that's uh that's a going RB wide receiver there is is definitely the way to go for me. All right, Wade, what's your strategy? Give us a little insight to that genius mind of yours. <laughs> the strategy is divide and conquer this year. You know, I got multiple leagues, so I'll try a little bit of everything. But from for this league, you know, typically I'm a running back truther. Like to really go after two solid running backs to start the draft, but picking in the middle of the pack. Um, I think that I'll be in a position where I can kind of have maybe a shot at the second or third best wide receiver and go ahead and snag a, a good pass catching um, threat. And then I like the running back depth this year. So I think I can snag a running back with my second pick because I think anybody I take at running back will be a little bit of a reach and won't be much better than someone in the second round. Now, if, Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry, um, some of that caliber were to slip to five. I have a sense then, that they will. Then uh, I just have a feeling that you're going to get Christian McCaffrey at five. I don't think that I, who I picks know, four. Might like, take Cameron picks fourth, so I think that he's going to go chase, and you'll probably be either you'll have a decision of going McCaffrey or or Derrick Henry right there. I don't know. Fletch likes CMC. I could see him taking <laughs> taking CMC at number two. Uh, I mean, if but, he's there at five, I think he's worth taking. Yeah, and I definitely agree. The value's there. I mean, if he slips he all the way down to five, hurt. that that's the value pick. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You got to go. That's like fantasy. Like you go for value. I mean, the talent. Yeah, he's got the talent, but you also want to go value. And like that was with Saquon last year. Like I picked him in round two. It obviously didn't work. But if the like if he stayed healthy the whole season, then the value. I mean, like a Cooper Cup last season. I mean, he was like a fourth-round wide receiver, and he put a wide receiver one number. So, like, the strategy that I've been watching on the YouTube channel that I'm following, that they are saying that go RB, RB early. And there's a thing called uh, running back dead zone. It's from rounds three to seven. So, rounds three to seven, you go hit either wide receiver, quarterback, or the tight end positions. Let's take some notes here. Rounds three to seven. Is that, is that it's an RB dead zone? So it's guys no, like we're giving away. It is about to be the biggest friggin' sham on draft night because we're everybody's just handing out secrets here. And I'm straps. only handing out to y'all. It is, yeah, but we got all the, and our all viewers. The, the rest well. of they the deserve the, every bit of it. They're loyal. The rest it. of our league listens to the show but as I, well. So. But yeah, that that's really what I've been saying. I was like. Last year, I loved to – I to, personally, I like to go balance of running back receiver, but I just think like the depth of wide receiver is just far superior better this year than running back. I mean, you have, you'll have you have guys like in the third or fourth round. I have a guy like Michael Pittman 
like Alan, an Allen Robinson, a Darnell Mooney. Like those are guys that I would be cool with waiting on. In my eyes, though, like honestly, do whatever you want, but that's like the strategy that I think that could be the best. How many yeah, players? Like, how many players can we pick this year? I, I, uh, I think we're at eighteen. Yeah, because we added two defensive players or okay. defensive player and a backup. It's either eighteen or nineteen. Uh, one of the things with the wide receiver, like you mentioned, it's the death is so huge. I think you've got those top five guys, mm-hmm. and then after that, everybody else is pretty much just like even. Yeah, don't um, even ask me what my strategy is at pick eight because I have no idea what all the other seven people are going to do. So, well, I, and that's one of the toughest things. I really have just, no strategy, but I just, I'm just going to say like I'm going to have like really no wide receivers to choose from. That's probably going to be like Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams territory, but I don't know if I really want to do that. I'll probably I got have a really good running really, back value last year. Really good value picks, uh, hopefully at the running back position. And I'll have two picks to work with and hopefully I can stack either two running I'm either I'm gonna either go two running backs or bounce it out for running back and receiver. Unless, you know, I go bold this year, which will never probably happen. Go like a tight end and like Travis Kelsey, but we'll see. <laughs> well, if you want more of Tyler's fantasy insights, shoot us a DM on Twitter at Sports Scramble Four, and he's got a draft cheat sheet made up that we will be happy to send out to help you win your league, guaranteed, or else Tyler pays for your NCP. <laughs> sure, just ki- just kidding, just kidding. Yes, it's not I happening. Like that. <laughs> Maybe yeah, Tyler, I have, I have the entry sheet. If none of you like you three win, and then I'll pay. Then yeah, I have the cheat sheet, so I guess you're covering my entry fee for for our league this year. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, with that being said, we'll wrap up the NFL talk and we'll kick it down a notch to the NCAA preview. Uh, this week we're going with still teams up north in the Big Ten. Um, so you know you got the teams from the east and the west. There's a lot of teams up there, but I think I'm gonna let. Mr. Fudge, kick it off since this is his conference. He is the Big Ten neck of the woods. The Mamma Jamma from Penn State. Fudge, what you got going on in the Big Ten this year? Nobody Um, here. The Big Ten, man. uh, It's going to be a wild year, I think. Uh, Not so much in the East. I think it's going to be in the West. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the West is going to be odd. But I'll start there first. Uh, Your team's at the bottom of the totem pole this year, I think in the Big Ten West would include uh, Northwestern, uh, Illinois, and Minnesota, I think are your bottom three teams in the West. Um, Kind of your middle-of-the-road teams, I think, are Nebraska and uh, Wisconsin. And I think your two teams that will probably lead the conference uh, is going to be Iowa and right behind them, Purdue. Uh, that's kind of the my, boiler makers. Yeah, I, Purdue. Oh, I, I just ever since they've gotten that win over Ohio State a number of years ago, you know they'll upset them again this year. Yeah, the, it all, the Ohio State will be cruising, and Jeez. Purdue's going to come into town and just. There are it, three games every year in the Big Ten that are just not supposed to happen. Kind of like I don't want to talk about it because I shed a tear every time. Like the seven overtime loss to Illinois for Penn State. On, Make it nine overtime. Nine overtimes. It was nine overtimes. That's right. Seven overtimes. Is Sorry to bring it up again, year. but it's nine overtimes. Yeah, nine overtimes. Man, I literally went to work and the game. I left the house and the game was finishing, and I was like, "Oh, I, said, I think Penn State's gonna pull it out." So I said, oh, "I'm gonna go to work," but my phone was going nuts for hour. Like it was three hours later, and they're still playing. I'm like, "Bro, what?" They play two football games in end zone, but 
yeah, I think the West is probably pretty competitive between Purdue and, and Iowa this year. Um, Wisconsin, they're so defensive-minded, they don't have any offense. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is gone. I'm sorry. Uh, he's been so, gone. <laughs> yeah, he's been gone. Uh, he is gone. So I, I don't think they have any offense uh, to keep up. Uh, so far in the East, what I've conjured up here, let's see. Um, your bottom teams uh, would include Rutgers. No, no, let me take that back. Uh, I think Indiana finishes at the bottom for the division. Uh, I I don't think that uh, – well, well, I tell you what. The COVID year, they did finish in the top 25, which was kind of odd. Uh, that doesn't really count, though. Yeah, that doesn't really count. So, And that's never happened before. So uh, we can just cross that one out. Um, second, uh, you know, second from the bottom, I think, is Maryland. I think Maryland is probably a four or five win team this year. Um, you don't think Toluca is going to get it done down there in Maryland? Uh, well, you know, it's kind of like the Baltimore Ravens. It's the only person that they have. That is it. Um, on offense and defense, he might as well play both sides of the ball. You might as well copy and paste. Him <laughs> go out and three. play safety you, or something. You might as well copy and paste Billy him twenty-two uh, times. We'll play all positions. Twenty-two times. You might as well copy and paste him uh, on that on that team. So, um, third from the bottom, I think is probably uh, Michigan State. I think Michigan State falls off um, this year. They don't have their star running back anymore. Um, you do still have your quarterback. I. I I don't see um, them having a great year. Uh, it, it's just a, it's not their brand of football. I think that they want to do this year. I don't think they have that star running back that they're used to having that they need to compete uh, ahead of them. This might shock people, but I have Rutgers ahead of them. No uh, shot. Yeah. I think Rutgers is probably your fourth team. Um there in, in the Big Ten. I think they're your middle-of-the-road team, 500 team probably. Um, that's what I'm probably going to go with. I mean, they finished 6-8 and eight last year, so it wasn't terrible. Uh, they had close games, so I, I'm going to go with that. Um, third, I'm going to have Michigan finishing third. And this is going to be close. Your three teams here will be very close. This is all like one-game differences and point differential, uh, I think. So. I've got Michigan finishing third in the conference, uh, getting a bowl game, a decent bowl game. Second, I have Penn State finishing second in the conference. Uh, like Tyler has mentioned, I think they're probably going to be a nine-win team this year. Uh, probably get a New Year's Six Bowl game, possibly. So I, I think that that might be in the cards for them, as long as either Sean Clifford doesn't turn the ball over or they decided to go with the freshman. Uh, that was the top quarterback recruit in the country. Um, having him sit on the bench is kind of weird uh, in Happy Valley. And then uh, first I've got Ohio State uh, taking the Big Ten East again this year. A lot of firepower there, and and uh, they know what they're doing up there. Ryan Day kind of knows what's going on there and, and uh, picked up where Urban Meyer kind of left off. So I, I think that that's probably your, uh, your roundup for the Big Ten for me at least. Yeah, I mean, you, Ohio State's got uh... – their quarterback's a favorite to win the Heisman, so I definitely agree with with that statement. I'm just going to go ahead and throw my pick out. Ohio State, they win it every year. I think they're going to continue to win it. Um, 
maybe a little dark horse would be Iowa, maybe maybe coming in and, and taking it from the West. But I don't. I think Ohio State ends up winning that thing. Of course, with their loss to Purdue halfway uh, towards the end of the season, that will just shake up the college football playoffs and all will be right with the world. So, Tyler, <laughs> let's throw it your way and see what you got. All right, I'm I'm going to do record by record. I actually did it for the Big Ten. Sorry, AFC North, I just completely forgot about you. All right, here we go. Big Ten East, finishing last place. No surprise, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. They will finish a whopping 2-10. and ten. This team is not going to be good this year. Yes, they're only, their schedule is absolutely brutal. The only wins that they will have is against Wagner at home. And then Temple, they're not going to beat Boston College to start off the season. They're going to they're going to lose to Boston College. They would lose to Wagner's basketball team. Oh, uh, finishing uh, in sixth place in the Big Ten East will be Indiana. They'll finish at a record of four and eight. Same thing as that. Indiana, they had that like one good year, and then after that, they just haven't been good. They had the, they had the talent, but their schedule's rough, like Rutgers as well. Finishing in fifth place, I agree with. Jacob, on this one, I have Michigan State. This team's going to have a complete drop-off. Peyton Thorne is still there. You still have talent on the defensive side. I have them finishing at 7-5. and five. Number four, I have the Maryland Terrapins. Unlike Jacob, actually trust in Talia Tungabaloa. I have them finishing at 8-4 and four this year. So I know that Jacob just loves that. I can't wait to hear about that. I have uh, Penn State at number three. Uh, I have them finishing at 9 and. Nine and three. I think they do beat Auburn in Jordan Hare. I just don't really trust in that Auburn team. That's going to be a rebuilding mode uh, for Auburn. And then I think uh, the one and two spot's going to come down between Ohio State and Michigan. I actually have Michigan and Ohio State both going undefeated into that game. Michigan's schedule is very easy. If you look at their first six games, all of it is very winnable. And their Big Ten, they get all of the key Big Ten opponents at home. They get Penn State at home. And, of course, they get Ohio State on the road, which they will lose to that. And the Buckeyes, I mean, this is the easiest uh, conference pick to me. I think that Ohio State just has too much talent on both sides of the ball. I have Ohio State going undefeated and winning the East. We're going to the West. Like Jacob said, that that conference, that division is just any team can win except for Northwestern Illinois. I have them finishing at six and uh, six and seventh place. Illinois will be three and nine. Shouldn't have really any surprise wins like they did last year. Northwestern will be the same at four and eight. I have Minnesota. I have actually four teams each at eight and four. I have Minnesota at eight and four, Nebraska at eight and four, Wisconsin at eight and four, and Iowa at eight and four. And guess who I have? <laughs> Purdue's gonna win the big titties, baby. Aiden O'Connell trusted him. That's all I gotta say. I'm assuming Purdue's not going to go eight and four. And I'm going to say right now, Purdue will beat Penn State Week One. Book it. Okay, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Book it with TT. Book it with TT. If he, you don't win, he will cover your bets. I'm, well, I'm just saying, like Purdue, every year they get a big win at home. I think it's going to be against. It's Penn not State the first too. game of the season, though. I think. Well, then if it's not that, then it'll be Nebraska at home. <laughs> well, it's tough. It's tough to say considering. Their teams are going to come out rusty week one. So, yeah. like, who knows? It might be a good week to hey, pick I'm, it up. I'm going with uh, Aiden O'Connell in that offense at home. Yeah, just a disclaimer, TT is not going to cover your bets if you if you bet, no. the, bet the house on, on Purdue to win it. Uh, all right, Wade, what do you got? Well, I came into this show um, going with the standard Wisconsin Badgers and Ohio State, you know, meeting in Indianapolis in the first week of December. But Tyler's emphatic. <laughs> 
I know, but Tyler's emphatic. I had to bring the energy during this conversation. Might have just swayed me to the to the guys, to the bowler makers, the Drew Brees. Get on the train, baby. It ain't stopping for nobody. Come on, Chad, join us. You know, we said it's such an easy pick to make, but I mean, Michigan did win the conference last year. I said that they were going to be eleven and one and and lose a close battle in in Columbus, but. I don't know. Ohio State, to me, they'll want vengeance. They'll want to get yeah. that win streak going again against Michigan. So I'm going to go with Ohio State. But admittedly, I didn't do my homework this week on the Big Ten. So um, I don't know. I yeah, can already see the rage that. in Jacob's face right now. Has. Well, he's got a big volleyball match to focus on tomorrow, okay? You got to cut the man some slack. I'm not. Oh no, I'm not upset. Oh, with he's you. mad at me. I know that. We don't need <laughs> to say about that. I, I gave his you team know, nine wins, but yet guy, he's still. This guy came out with the. They're gonna lose week one, number two. <laughs> yeah, they will. Well, you know right, where you can hear Sean Clifford. If if I'm putting oh, Sean Clifford and O'Connell in the same boat, Aiden O'Connell is a way better quarterback than Sean Clifford. I could agree. Jacob's with you. gonna come in here with a spear on fire next week for a Florida State. It'll be like a 24-21 type of game. It'll be close, <laughs> but I just gotta go Purdue at home. I mean that that crowd is always rocking West Lafayette. Oh uh, yeah, I, I can already see it. Butch is coming in with the full Seminole doing the chant. He's gonna have a flaming tomahawk ready to rock and roll. Uh, but, you know, if you want to hear more expert opinions on just the entire college football landscape. Jacob and Tyler are going to be kicking off the Coast to Coast Football Fantasy Podcast. Not Fantasy Podcast, Coast to Coast Podcast. Normal football podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then we'll have the Southeastern Talk with Tyler and Wade kicking off here in a few weeks. That'll be our live show. So yes. you'll be able to tune in and ask him questions and have Tyler give you his fan, his uh his parlays for the week in SEC and SEC football. I don't know about all but, that. And SEC well, is a different story putting down bets. SEC ain't no parlay. <laughs> That's just so pray that your team wins that week. Yeah, maybe just the straight bets for them. But, you know, speaking of the SEC, no surprise, Alabama was voted number one in the preseason poll. Wait, uh, did you say and, who won the West? In the Big Ten West, are you rolling Purdue with us, or are you going with uh, some other team? Oh, no. I said Iowa. Iowa oh. and, and oh. Ohio State right. getting it done. The boys out there shucking corn. They're going to be coming in uh, ready December 2nd or whatever I, it is. Can I just say that it's so bad watching it, though, at the end of the year. Like, you know, you go watch the SEC championship, and whoever the last two teams are, it's an all-out battle for the SEC championship. I would say the Big Ten championship is the most sorry conference championship in all of college, one team year. always does. They do it show though up. to vault the uh, Big East or the Big Ten Eastern winner to the number one. Oh, you won your title game, forty-three to sixteen. You it really is. One seed. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's that's really all it is. The last good Big Ten championship game was Wisconsin Penn State in twenty sixteen. That was the last mm-hmm. competitive yeah. good. Big Ten championship. Well, so whenever like oh, USC and UCLA get in here, they try and yeah, mess with the divisions and West try Coast to flare. try to even it yeah. up. So are we saying the Big Ten's a complete sham? 
Yes. Is, is that what we're proclaiming here oh, on the sports degree? <laughs> Is is the Penn State fan himself saying that the Big Ten is a sham? We have a spot yeah. for and, you in SEC. And that the at the forward. SEC conference is the most superior conference in college football and will most. forever be the, the most superior nope. conference. There, there's no false statement with that. I would I'm say, just spitting no. facts here, Fudge. You're the one that said the Big Ten is a sham. <laughs> yes, because when who's second? The, the Pac-12. When it comes to the Big Ten championship, when we get to the championship games, when it's division versus division, I think that's when it gets terrible in the Big Ten. Because it's literally, hey, here's the good I, teams, and here's the teams that suck. And that's that's what it is. They might as well put the divisions yeah, no. elite and below average. So like that's that's really what I think they should do. It used to be legends and leaders. Yeah. It used to be what there? The Legend. legends and leaders. Yeah, it used to be that. I remember yeah. that in the old uh, NCAA football game. Oh, Talk about a name uh, there. And that's uh, where it went wrong. That'll make it cringe. They stacked one side with the legends. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm just busting your chops, uh, Fudge. We we oh. all know you believe that the SEC is the most superior conference. No. Um, and, I mean, that's why Alabama was voted number one again in the preseason oh, polls this year. God, but Texas got a first-place vote, so I guess somebody was – Wait, was on what? Texas. Nick Saban doing that? What he wants to say, like, oh, we beat the number one team in week three. Was it? Was no, it I'm, I'm not saying oh, okay. that it was. I'm just saying, saying that, 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 that Nick Saban. If it was like Jimbo or or Nick Saban with that vote, yeah. So, uh, do they release who votes who, or no, is it all anonymous? It, okay, it's all confidential. Nah, they and, need to put that you know, crap out there. We, that is. That is, uh, I wouldn't know who voted. It would just I'll be an all bloodbath between all the coaches. I bet you it was Steve Carson. Uh, yeah, it was probably self promotion. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, Texas. He's yeah exactly. You know, horns down, baby. <laughs> uh, but Tyler, I'm gonna let you read the quote of the week this oh. week coming from our I lovely Kentucky Tyler, basketball coach. Drinking, so let me switch back. All right, coming from Kentucky's basketball coach, old John Calipari. This is what he had to say. This week, this is a basketball school. It's always been that. Alabama's a football school, so is Georgia. I mean, they are. No disrespect to our football team. I hope they win 10 games and go to bowls. At the end of the day, that makes my job easier and makes the job of all of us easier. But this is a basketball school, and so we need to keep moving in that direction and keep doing what we're doing. What are your takes on that? I I mean, if you lose to a team that I have never heard of in my life and get bounced in the first round, you really shouldn't. You should just keep your mouth shut. I mean, honestly, if I were Mark Stoops, I would just put like a gif of a peacock and send it to John Calipari to come back at it. <laughs> I'd send it in the coaches group chat. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. I don't like Calipari. Taking like shots at your I mean, own school. Of course, Calipari. Is- I think we lost you there, Futch. I said, of course, Calipari is oh, no, you're good. that, you know, he probably wants them to win 10 games this year because he said, I hope they win 10 games every year because all their booster money is coming right back to my front door so that I can spend it on my program because <laughs> exactly. yeah. he doesn't go to Kentucky's football team. Yeah, I don't, I don't like taking shots at your own school like that. I mean, come on, Kentucky's. They haven't been an historically great football team, but they're kind of on the up and up here lately. So I think they've uh, they've got an opportunity to to win a few games and make it to the postseason again. But I don't. You should be one big blue happy family. 
Like Big Blue what, Nation. Exactly. Big Blue Nation. You can't be Big Blue Football, Big Blue Basketball. You have to be a one Big Blue Happy family. Eh, it's the program that makes their women play in a, their old stadium that's from like 1950s for women's basketball, but then goes and plays in the Rupp Center uh, for men's basketball. I mean, it's all one big facade. Cal Perry's selfish. The basketball team is selfish. They're yep, that's all it is. One of the top five programs in the country, and you know they're going to see themselves as separate. But um, Mark Stoops has done a great job with that football team. Brought a lot of momentum. Uh, recruits well. I just wouldn't buy into all the hoopla. I mean, the man's got a point. It's never going to be Kentucky football is not going to be the forefront of that brand, but he's doing a great job and they can win eight games at the minimum going forward with where he has that program. Yeah. Hey, it's bulletin board material for the players, Yep, but that's some reality. That's That's your motivation for this year. You're on the same campus. (laughs) Yeah, really. We're going to see some fights break out between the basketball and the football players. Well, if you guys remember, you know, Calipari got his start in Memphis before he went to Kentucky and he's, I mean, he's always been that way, kind of where it's like his program first and nothing else. You know, I get it. You're getting paid way too much money to to do it, and you know that is your basically your life. Um, I get that he values it, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, uh, just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it, kind of thing. Um, you know, some of the. Uh, if, if you don't have anything it's, nice to say, if you, you have know, nothing you, nice to say, don't say anything, don't say anything at all. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but we were taught that at a young age and Mr. John Calipari should learn it himself. Correct. Yeah. I think that's pretty much uh, what kind of what it is. So, but so, I mean, that, that, that was our quote of the week. It wasn't, a, I mean, my other option was Will Zalatoris saying, uh, what did he say, Tyler? You like that? No, that was Kirk Cousins. What are you going to uh, say uh, about now? Yeah, what are you going to say about now with his crazy little putter stroke? Uh, but I, I like this one. was a little little more controversial. Um, that wraps up our football talk. and We got to throw it to Mr. NASCAR, Neil. I've got the text updates. It's a long one. There must have been some drama today. He told me that Kevin Harvick wins back-to-back races today at Richmond after he ended a 50-plus winless streak last week. That's a lot of races that I win. Yeah. Um, so they're sitting at 15 winners with two races left to go in the playoffs. And if you all remember, 16 winners get in. So there's one spot still kind of left up for grabs. Uh, Mr. Kurt Busch has missed the last four races from a concussion. Um, and he probably won't return until the playoffs due to the high risk from racing at Daytona. And then also, Kurt Busch's deal is still not done with the Joe Gibbs racing team. It's looking like it won't happen with the success that Ty Gibbs has been having filling in for Kurt. So who knows? Uh, my, Kurt Busch might be on the move after this season. Um, he also said that with Harvick's win today, he moved to ninth all-time in wins, tying the, Mr. Kyle Busch with 60. So, uh, NASCAR season's wrapping up here. We'll have NASCAR Neil on to, to give us a little preview into the playoffs. Uh, kind of, you know, housekeeping here. We, a few weeks ago, asked for some input on wacky sports to cover. Just small sports for us to really get into and hone our skills in on. We've got a few answers uh, that stick out. We've got some arm wrestling. 
maybe we'll maybe there's a professional arm wrestling league. Uh, the American Ultimate Disc League get get some of that going in, and also one arm boxing. So we'll we'll talk amongst the group here and and pick a sport to, to become experts in. Disc and just, golf, man, they're insane. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah they, so they really are. I played. I played a little bit in high school. That's an insane sport. Good conditioning, uh, especially for that. So, But uh, I think that kind of wraps up the show this week. Next week, we'll be bringing you the NFC and AFC South and also the SEC Conference where Futch will declare their supremacy over all other conferences in the NCAA. Uh, but we appreciate everybody tuning in. We've got the whack on our YouTube page. You'll be able to find the link below. Of course, check us out on Twitter at SportsScramble4. And uh, hit us up with a DM, and you'll get a free fantasy football draft cheat sheet. And as always, check out our network. Uh, tons of great shows over at Old City Sports Network. Uh, we got a lot of northern shows up there with the hockey and uh, base MLB up in the northern team. So a little different takes from us, considering we're southern guys. Uh, but all, all, all fun nonetheless. So I hope everybody has a good and a blessed week that fortune just comes to your feet as you go on through your week. And we appreciate you all listening. Y'all have a good one. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.